Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at StartupRadioNetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. Bienvenidos al episodio 150 de Latino Founder Hour. Los saluda Edgar Navas y hoy desde Silicon Valley nos eh, acompaña Sofía Elizondo, CEO y co-founder de Brightseed. ¿Cómo estás, Sofía? Buenos días. Buenos días, Edgar. Encantado de estar aquí. No, muchísimas gracias. And super, super uh, happy that, you know, you're um, an invited guest, you know, uh, the, the wife of one of our previous guests, Luis Perez. A shout out. Thank you so much for the reco. And well, Sofía, you know, how are things in Silicon Valley right now? Um, you know, there seems to feel, it feels like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I think where, um, quarantine is paying off and, and folks are getting vaccinated and case counts have been dropping. And so it's in, and it's springtime. So it's starting to get warm, um, in, in I, I Northern California. <laughs> Same here in Oregon. I mean, we, we can finally see the sun, you know, we, we got our first burst of, um, sunshine after a long winter and brutal winter but and yeah you know cases have been going down steadily so you know we're we're hopeful i, yeah. I think you know here children are starting to go back to school in the next couple of weeks so we will see i mean we, we, we will see just people come and get va vaccinated and we'll we'll get out of this shortly hopefully But yeah, Sofia, just tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. I mean, um, I, and you know, the, the only thing I know about you is, that, is you know, <laughs> your significant other, Luis. <laughs> that's a great, yeah. that's a great place to start. I have an yeah. amazing husband. His name is Luis Perez, and he runs a company called Remove. Um, and and Luis was gracious enough to introduce us. Um, I I'm also an entrepreneur and a founder of a very different kind of company called uh, Brightseed. And at Brightseed, we Um, focus on enabling a healthier future uh, by illuminating the deep connections that exist between plants and people at a at the molecular level. I did see, you know, and by the way, fascinating video on the website. I mean, when I do my research, I was like, whoa, this is I know, like I, I got to put my thinking cap. This is, you know, this is heavy stuff. So thank you. Thank you. That was a that was a it's it's this. It's very cool because what we're doing is shedding a light on the natural molecules that are already there, which is which is super cool to think about. It's mind blowing to imagine that that science does not know about 99% of the small molecules that plants create. And and that's the very first step um, in order to know what they can do for us for health. We need to illuminate that space. Um, and and so that we can learn more about it. So you, so you yeah, for what I said, you, so you created this platform, this machine, you know, AI, artificial intelligence, to help us accelerate that knowledge. You know, whereas in the past, you know, if you had to do your research in a lab, you know, by humans, et cetera, and machines, it'll take years, and then you, then you can accelerate it to a moment's time. So that's, that, right. that's what I got. And, and that, that was the extent of my, my <laughs> comprehension. And I had to, because I had to take that look at that video again. I was like, whoa, what did I just <laughs> saw? That's a good, that's a really good takeaway, Edgar. We've, we've are in an era where we can apply 
um, cutting edge machine learning and artificial intelligence technology to shed light on um, the natural king plant kingdom. And, and before um, these AI and computational techniques, the search for natural molecules was more or less called a grind and find. And so there was a lot of anecdotal knowledge or um, anecdotal wisdom, really. A lot of yeah. societies have ancient wisdom that um, um, you know, can tell, can give us some guidance on what kind of plants are good for what kind of health benefits. Right. Um, but the way we, we do it is we could look deeper into a plant and understand why. Even if we have, you know, good health outcomes or there is um, um, lower likelihood of disease when you eat a very uh, a diet full of plants, yeah, we can understand why at the molecular level. Okay, so so this is not well, or, or does it have two parts? Like one, the medicinal, but the other word, the 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 beginning, which is the well-being first. Yeah, so we focus. Or yeah, and and it's a spectrum, and it's and it's so interesting that you bring that up because, um, you know, healthcare um, in the U.S. is mostly about managing diseases. It's not really about about promoting health. Um, yes. But when you, when, which is unfortunate, because a lot of these diseases are um, preventative, preventable, and you can. Um, you know, their their habits or they are um, um, lifestyles that lead to less chronic illnesses. And um, this is this is the spectrum of health, a preventative, a proactive health on the one end, and then therapeutic interventions on the other. And all of this okay. can be benefited um, by the research that Brightsea does. Okay. So, so yeah, that, that, that's one of my curiosities. Like, who, I mean, who really is this platform for? Is that for pharmaceutical companies? Is that for health management organizations? Uh, or is it for the end consumer? For me, it's like, well, look at this. And, you know, th things that are, should be obvious for us is like, don't eat that, eat more <laughs> of this. Yeah. But we don't, we tend not to do. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, we are a um, business to business company. So okay. we power, the companies that um, that bring um, health and wellness products to consumers. And these can range from um, functional foods in in you know in the supermarket aisle to supplements um, in in your convenience store uh, to therapeutics um, and and um, powering the research that pharma companies uh, do as well. Okay. So it's a, so it's a B two B platform. That's right. Yeah, because I saw some some big names. I don't know if we can mention them, but yeah, again, you know, food food related products. I was like, okay, you know, I, I can see where, you know, this was going, but I, I didn't want to make any inferences and or assumptions. So I wanted to ask you first, and but you know, just from the beginning, I mean, you had a really impressive academic career. Where does I mean, where does that start? You know, where do you your entrepreneurial career? I know where Luis's entrepreneurial career started. So, where, where did yours? What was your inflection point to become an entrepreneur? That's a really um, you know, you would think it's a straightforward question, and and um, it was I think pretty late in my career. At least I am married to an entrepreneur who, throughout our time together. Everything that he looks at, he looks at through the lens of what kind of company can I build uh, addressing <laughs> this problem? Everything in life is like that. 
um, even even years before he started um, building a company and then a series of companies. And for me, I was I was not like that growing up. I was very determined and I was pretty competitive. And um, but I I um, I think I was more comfortable in a path that would. Um, that would essentially have me on a career trajectory that was more, you know, know knowable. Um, yeah. And and I would um, know when I'm progressing and I would know when I get promoted and I would know when I get a raise. And all of that felt really good because I was very kind of achievement oriented. Yeah, but also linear. Yeah, exactly. But then it's yeah. pretty linear. Um, and then and then and then I discovered the entrepreneurial world of Silicon Valley. And I joined a couple of fast growing startups and they, and I fell in love with the creativity and the problem solving, the opportunity that that provided. And then I stepped outside of, of the comfort zone of a linear career uh, when I met my co-founders. Okay. And we all shared a passion for the space of health. And we all were convinced that we could look into nature deeper and more profoundly than ever before to provide um, health forward solutions. And we really liked working with each other. And so that was the, that was a moment where, where, you know, at the beginning of, of founding Brightseed three or four years ago, where I said, yeah, I could, I can be an entrepreneur and this feels right because I, I am passionate about solving this problem and I uh, love to team up with my co-founders to do it. Which, by the way, you know, I was looking at the composition, and and that's that's what also uh, made it unique. It's a very diverse team, mm -hmm. both you know, you're a female co-founder, Latina women, but and you and your co-founder is older, which doesn't sometimes doesn't fit the mold of the Silicon Valley startups. A young tech, you know, um, you know, same race, and so 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 it was like, wow, this is really interesting. This is getting more interesting the way I started picking out the. <laughs> The, you know, from just from the so the, the site and, and and the things that I could see online. Yeah, that's a that's a keen observation, and and I think that's our secret sauce, Edgar, because the um, the the secret of fantastic organizations is how they work together as a team, mm -hmm. and having a founding team that um, has very different perspectives. We come from very different types of backgrounds. Lee had an academic uh, trajectory. Um, um, and career. Um, Jim was an accomplished um, executive and scientist. And um, we are not only physically diverse from each other, but we, and, and demographically diverse, but we are also diverse in our thinking styles and our problem solving styles. And I think that that's the mark of a great team when you can bring different perspectives together um, to come to create a solution that is even better than any one of these perspectives could have brought to the table by themselves. Okay. No, and I can, I can see it because, uh, you know, we've been, I've been talking to other founders, as you see, but also investors. Uh, I've, I've, we've had the opportunity to interview a multitude of investors here in the show, mostly okay. Latina uh, uh, and a couple of Latino investors. And one of the things uh, that I was invited to uh, to um, moderate a panel of the Latina VCs a couple of weeks ago, and it was fascinating to to hear you know the the words ageism, uh, which I've heard more and more as as we age. You know, I'm not a young entrepreneur either, but. <laughs> You're uh, a spring it, chicken, Edgar. What do you mean? <laughs> well, and, and now with my COVID beard, it's a uh, yeah. The, I aged like 30 years just this past year alone. 
but yeah, no, it's, it's something real. It's something that, you know, it, it kept popping up in conversations and, and especially in the Silicon Valley, you know, it's like, you know, you, you, you know, investors tend to see, you know, one mold and you guys don't fit that mold. So I want to test that. Like it was, has that been an issue, but you know, with you raising funds or was that at, at the beginning? Mm -hmm. um, really great question. And, and we, um, you're right. Like we're none of the three co-founders are kind of the young techie, um, uh, white male right and and there are great companies that are that are built with that kind of profile but none of none of us are um and um we you know thankfully have had really fantastic opportunity to work with investors that i think look beyond that and see the value of the innovative solutions that we're bringing to the space and the power of the technological platform to scale. And, um, but it's kind of rule of thumb. Number one is surround yourself by great people, including the investors that are, that have become part of the Brightseed family. Um, right. We've been really lucky to out of the gates have supportive investors that, uh, that have known us over the years across different companies And and we were delighted to to work with them um, and and raise funding and and that's that's been a good um, pattern I think like the our current investors have continued to support us even from the very beginning and and you know, good I think you know a good crowd can attract um, other like-minded other like-minded investors too and that's that's been a a good. Um, virtuous um, cycle. No, and and especially right now, you're supporting in the in the time of COVID. I don't know if this has affected your business at all, uh -huh. negatively or you know positively. What 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 have you seen? Yeah, you know, we we raised um, a round of, of funding um, during COVID in 2020 okay. and closed uh, $27 million dollars last summer. Wow. So, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it, it was a fantastic um, uh, fund, um, led that. And, and we've, sadly, like COVID has accelerated the, um, there are reasons that Brightseed can be so important for society. Um, the underlying health of the population is the number one reason for COVID complications. Um, okay. It is after age, you're most likely to suffer from a hospitalization and even death if you are metabolically unhealthy. And, and this is the underlying health factor that we were talking about at the very beginning. Metabolic health can be prevented and can be protected by the right um, lifestyle habits, but the right consumption of, the, of certain kinds of bioactives, which is what Brightseed discovers and brings to market. And so I think the, the it, COVID has only accelerated the importance of Brightseed um, to a consumer that's much more aware as well, aware of, yeah. of, of things that they can do to keep their health um, up top notch, in, especially in such a challenging um, environment and pandemic. No, 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 absolutely. And, and one of the things that, you know, we, we've seen, you know, just across the board, you know, people getting more, in, you know, in, into shape, getting more outdoors. Uh, my, my wife was uh, works at e-commerce and, you know, the, the fastest growing segment is everything ha that has to do with 
outdoors yeah. and, and help them, you know, whether it's su supplements, which by the way, I, I, that I can make a couple of interest for you guys because they, they, they awesome. some of those brands, you know, for a big supplements. Yeah. Um, but anything that has to do with the outdoors, which is great. I mean, we, we need to be more, a little bit more active. I hope it's a trend that no, no, it's not just a fad. It continues and it, it actually permeates into this new generation, the COVID generation as you know, I, I have a preteen and a teen, I hope that carries on, you know, throughout their lives, you know, to, to seek a better lifestyle, to question also what they put in their bodies and not just, you know, put, put things just because, you know, it, because mom and dad did it. A hundred percent. And, and like the, there is a lot of wisdom in, you know, what, what mom and dad and, and grandma like cooks for you when you, when you feel sick and, and yeah. you know, she's sure it's going to make you feel better. And what we do at Brightseed is, um, identify what are the bioactive properties of these ingredients and how can we protect those uh, bioactives um, so that they can um, nourish you in different kinds of formats. Maybe they're already in, you know, in the produce that you buy in the supermarket. And, and we work with companies to illuminate the goodness that's already inherent. Yeah. Maybe there's a way to protect these bioactives in packaged food so that the process of of creating a, a food product doesn't destroy the goodness inside. Um, and, and there's a way to identify and extract those when you want, want and need to take them in a um, concentrated form for okay. in, in a capsule, for example. So, and I got to ask you a question, you know, because you being, you know, from uh, Latina, did you have any inspirations for this on traditional ancient medicine? Like, you know, every culture down in, in, in the Americas had their uh, their own potions and probably, you know, throughout history, because I've been very intrigued about, you know, Aztec, the Olmecs, the, um, you know, how they had such a rich culture. But when this, the Spanish, uh, this, the Spaniards came and took over, they were marvel about the level of hygiene, you know, everything from the drainage, things that yeah. didn't exist in Europe yeah. at the time. And they're like, wow. And, you know, these people got, you know, anything from dental yeah. and, and <laughs> things that we kind of laugh at. But then it's like, no, it, I mean, they were using that and they had the bright teeth and, and they were very curious. So I'm curious to see if, you, if that was part of your inspiration or what you guys do yeah that is such a great insight i grew up in mexico and so i'm super um you know i'm familiar with with traditional uh knowledge and and wisdom of different kinds of indigenous groups um, um across mexico and and that is so much an inspiration for what we do um the the um, ancient wisdom not throughout the americas and and across the world um, yeah. is, is um, has anecdotal evidence of working and the variability that exists in, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, maybe due to the presence of these bioactives or not. And so that is, is a fantastic place to start for Brightseed because we take, um, you know, the, the ancient wisdom and look into the plant sources, the traditional medicinal plant sources, to understand what in them makes them so potent. Yeah. Um, and, and let's test that at the molecular level so that we can optimize for that potency. And we can optimize from growth of the, of the uh, plant to processing the plant and to extracting what makes it so potent. Okay. Wow. 
That that's and again, this is just I, I had a recent guest on the show, uh, Tina Hedges from Lowly Beauty, that does mm-hmm. you know a beauty a line of beauty products. She grew up in Jamaica of Cuban descent, mm-hmm. and you know she does all her compounding. You know that they, they get down very scientific because she yeah she wanted to eliminate all the artificial chemicals that you know we tend to put in our bodies for for health and wellness and beauty mostly. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me some stories, you know, inspiration growing up in Jamaica, you know, you know, uh, you know, mixing their own compounds from flowers, from plants. So this is just like, wow, but th- this is applied, but now to science down to the molecular level, this just goes very scientific. Exactly. And all the way down, it's called a mechanism of action. So okay. all the way down to the um, understanding what happens inside of our bodies, what is the mechanism that triggers a desired effect? And for example, I'm drinking yeah. coffee. coffee. Exactly. And from my, my Talavera Mexican <laughs> um, and caffeine is an example of a bioactive compound inside of the coffee bean. Okay. It's a molecule um, that when I ingest it has um, uh, a, a very specific effect with respect to that I feel as an energy boost. I see. And the way it does that is through a mechanism of action. It triggers a cascade of effects, biological effects inside of my body because this molecule, because of the, of, um, the, how this molecule behaves once I, once I drink it. So where it goes in my body, where it docks and what kind of, um, biological, a pathway it lights up okay and, and for example because we know in, in this particular case just as an example some people you know have different reactions to caffeine mm-hmm. so some people it's like if if i have caffeine at 3 p.m in particular mm-hmm. then i won't sleep uh, yeah so i can't i only have coffee in the morning that's it and yeah. one because then then I'm, but some people can drink coffee at eight o'clock at night and then go to bed yeah so yes. it's just like, so, so yeah. how, how does that act? I mean, it's- uh, and, and, and so you're getting to something that's super interesting, which is um, personalization. So okay. everybody's different yeah. and we all, um, and we all react to similar um, intake a little bit differently. And, and there is a lot of excitement around personalized nutrition. You know, what, because now we can, I can know my, you know, uh, DNA, um, my genetic uh, readout. I can have my genetic readout and so can you for like a hundred dollars and a test kit. And so this kind of Intel into our own personal bodies is new and really exciting. What we need to, in order to match that with food that we ingest is the same level of granularity or of, of Intel for the plants and the food that we eat so that we can um, um, not kind of generalize we should all have kale but yeah. maybe I should have be having kale and you should be having broccoli because there is a compound inside of broccoli called sulforaphane that in particular for your body will help you um, uh, with anti-inflammatory properties. Now is that something that you guys are working on? Is this that is something some- that, yeah, this is something that we can make possible because what we generate is a ton of data and, and we generate that level of granularity, that information on, on all of the plants that we can consume um, and that down to the molecular level. And so that kind of resolution is what is then needed to 
create a recommendation engine, a um, uh, kind of provide the very... Kind of like a pathway for you. Oh my gosh, this, this is this is insane. This is I probably you know I was talking to you, uh, to Serene. It's it's like if if I had a mo memorable moment, this is to me right now. It's just exploding and with with things in my head because like wow, this you know the applications for this are pretty much endless. You yeah. know whether wine, you know what's uh, you know. We've heard all the studies, and sometimes they fluctuate. Wine is good. No, it's not so good. Yeah, right. Eggs are good. No, they're not. So, so uh, you know, we hear all those fads. You know, pork is good. Oh no, never mind. Not today. Yeah. Uh, so we, we we go through all these roller coasters, which in in at least in my mind is like, wow, who should I listen to? You know, like it's, yes. it's just a fad. Then you start start losing credibility in what's going on. Yeah. I mean, we all know. I mean, if you drink too much, that's bad. You know, yes. don't everything in excess, even water, is bad. Yes. So everything, anything with moderation, but what is moderation? You know, what is yeah. really good and what's not? Because yes. I tell you, I don't want to be eating kale if it's really not that good. <laughs> 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 well, it's um, it's really um, I love I love um the the you know in terms of what's good for you nutrition wise, um, eat real food, not too much, and mostly plants is a really good, um, high-level guidance. Oh, estoy perdido. <laughs> but, but hey, just have, have a side salad with, with, your, with your main meal and then eventually make it the, the center course with, with a little bit of something else sprinkled on top is, is a good path. And here's why. Um, you know, there is a, a study published in a medical journal called The Lancet two years ago or maybe a year or so ago, COVID time is all blurry. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was the longest, most impactful, um, most insightful longitudinal study on the consumption patterns of people and their impact on health. And so they tracked across 130 countries for a couple of decades, what people consumed and what, what happened to their health profile. Did they yeah. die prematurely? Did they live a very long and healthy life? And, and it's really hard to, to get all of this information in one place. And it was a, um, a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funded this kind of global study. And what they found was the following. Um, of course, diets that are full of sugary beverages, trans fats, um, um, Oreos, basically, are, are bad for you. And you die prematurely. So yes, that's not a good idea. However, guess what was three times more deadly than that? Oh, don't tell me chicharron. <laughs> <I love that>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what was? What was more, like more deadly than that was no. not eating plants. Diets that oh. were low in, in vegetables, in fruits, in legumes, in seeds were three times more deadly than diets that were high in bad stuff. Oops. And so that is, that is a really powerful clue to what do we need to do for health, um, yeah. to inner health. We need to um, fill our plates with plant sources. It doesn't mean that you cannot have your chicharron or your taquitos de, de carnitas every now and then, or your carnazada every now and then. Just, just make sure that, that um, uh, you were Complimenting eating. it, yeah. A plant-rich diet, because because as humans we co-evolved 
with the plants that surround us. Our livers behave the way they do because millions of years ago, our ancestors ate, you know, plants that were around them and foraged, yeah. um, um, you know, what, what was available. And so evolutionarily, our organs and our bodies need these plant sources and the phytonutrients, these bioactives that are inside of plants to maintain proper function. Okay. But, and, and, and I think, you know, we all know that. I mean, it's very deep in the back of our heads, but had, I think having something more visual, like what you guys are doing, something that, that I can see, okay, this is my path. This is what I need to be doing, but in a, in a rich visual format, yeah. I think that would be more, more, more effective. I, that I like noted, and we're working to bring this to life because it is so powerful. Just as you feel the jolt of caffeine when you have your coffee in the morning, these phytonutrients, these bioactives light up all of these biological pathways inside of our bodies. But some of them, we don't feel them immediately. Some of them we yeah. feel years later when we develop a chronic disease. And so bringing this to life in some sort of visual way is, is very much something that we're working on because it's exciting to share the wisdom um, that science can now shed some light on the compounds and the bioactives that exist in plants, what they can do for health, and precisely uh, why and through which mechanisms of action. Okay. And I wanted to bring this point out because it's one of those things you, you mentioned earlier that you generate, you know, truckloads of data. Mm -hmm. That's another shout out to Luis. Truckloads <laughs> yeah. of data and data. But, but data, I mean, what do you do with that data? How do you present it? Yeah. Uh, because we're in the same situation. So how do you present and, and uh, what does the user do with that data? Yeah. And, and so I, I want to see, you know, what's the future for, or what are you guys are doing right now? And where are you really taking this? Yes. Um, first, we find the bioactives that are most powerful for health benefits. And we take those to market as ingredients. And so we extract the bioactives from the plant sources and we provide ingredients that can then go into, um, you know, foods or supplements. And this is kind of uh, first and foremost, um, we have the privilege of the front row seat to the plant kingdom and the bioactives that they, that they create. And so we wanna make those available. But second, with all of the power of this technology platform, we are providing access to the, these capabilities to the industry as well. And so there are a couple of, of, very, of very public partnerships that I'm happy to talk about. Um, Danone is one of them. And Pharmavite, the maker of Nature's Made, um, mm -hmm. uh, the supplements is another one of these public partners. And they, we allow them access to the Forager AI platform so that we can help them search for these bioactives um, in their um, food products, like Danone's food products, plant-based um, milks, for example, yeah. and for natural solutions for um, the uh, supplements business for Pharmavite. Okay. And so, and so with all of this um, uh, capability, Brightseed, brings these ingredients to market ourselves. We partner with the ecosystem so that we can power them just as we are, um, and they power them to run and to innovate as fast as we are. And with all of the data that results from that, and this is probably a couple of years in the future, we're going to make that available for, for um, more direct um, consumption of digital health. And this is um, uh, a really exciting kind of opportunity on the horizon. 
Oh no, that that is that's what I'm saying. That it's just fascinating to learn. You know what the, the I'm in my head. Just the the you know what what I'm thinking. You know this could lead to. But um, yeah. so some more business related too. So you mentioned you know the big brands Danone. So is that this just geared to, towards the big brands or you know, middle middle of the road or other startups? What, what's your you know, is, does your platform only feed into certain type of uh, volume? Yeah, good question. We've you know. Um, Today, we work with companies that are large and established because what we do is, um, is a discovery and development journey. And, and these companies tend to have the kind of the, the wherewithal of walking through this journey with us. Um, we look into the plant kingdom. We identify these potent bioactives. Then we need to validate that potency with with um, experiments, essentially. So we prove that out in labs um, and with clinical studies, and that takes some time. And so we work with companies that are that know this journey, that are committed to bringing health to their consumers, and that want to accelerate their path with Brightseed. We're working on. Um, cleaving a part of forager so that it becomes an open source type of um, okay. type of um, uh, engagement where we can work with smaller companies um, and mm. provide the bioactivity insights that we know we're generating um, to them and to the broader population. So it's very much a an evolving um, kind of opportunity for Brightseed, but we feel really passionate about making uh, making that happen. Okay. And and again, you know, the, the the reason that I was asking is just like you know what um uh, you know what the 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 normal business day to day you know looks for you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just uh, you and it seems like you guys are deeply embedded as an R, a part of the R and D department. So this you mm-hmm. know companies that I'm sure is not cheap mm-hmm. uh, that can afford to uh, to do that. That's what I was asking. You know, yeah. it's like can if there's a middle of the road startup or even company, you know, just not not a big fortune 500 company can they afford to work with uh, with your engine yeah yeah um that's right we are um kind of deeply embedded in in r&d and discovery brightseed if we could if we could have this interview in person we would be walking around a lab with a bunch of equipment with with um uh you know a lot of scientists yeah. computational biologists and and that it feels very much like a uh, a discovery um, room. <laughs> oh, well, and, and, you know, during COVID times, I mean, because this is, you know, something that you cannot, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, you cannot do in your house. It's a lab, you know, sterile environment. Has that affected, uh, you know, any, any part of your development? Yeah, we've had to adjust, um, you know, non-lab um, folks um, working from home. And the team that that our, our scientists and and our process engineers and our, our lab folks are rotating um, to go into the lab, maintain social distance, um, um, and and keep all our programs up and running. So we're down to kind of the um, we're down to we we have had had to learn to work differently, um, um, including you know a little bit of infrastructure to enable that. You know, sign-up sheets, um, equipment, um, um, maintenance, and schedules, and and but so far uh, we've been able to keep um, to create a system that really works and that has been able to maintain our programs up and running. It requires a ton of coordination, and it's not ideal because you know the magic of having folks, you know, the, there. The, the, there and the alchemy that happens when 
when um, there is more than one brain at the same time, kind of trying to solve a problem is is harder yeah. to create. No, absolutely. And so, so it it has probably slowed down a little bit. You know, the the process of discovery, well, discovery and acceleration. Yeah, yeah, it has. But but a lot of what we do. Um, a lot of what we do is also computational. So once we are able to generate the data physically, because we imagine we bring plants inside, inside of Brightseed, we fractionate them out, uh, we run them through very sophisticated and sensitive equipment that can tell us, you know, um, what, what is the content of these fractions. And then we run computational algorithms on top of that data to predict the specific molecules that are inside of our plants. And then we run computational models to predict what kind of benefits these compounds can have for health. And, and all of that work, you know, uh, barring the first bit is computational. And it's, yeah. it's the benefit that, you know, working with data um, gives. You can do it anywhere. Yeah. You can, you can do it anywhere you need. Um a lot of RAM and, and that's, that's about it. <laughs> that's yeah. No, but, but at the same time, you know, but part of your videos, there's a, a part of, you know, there's a, a board when you're there and you're collaborating, you're whiteboarding. That's difficult to do. Also. It's so difficult. I miss whiteboards so much. <laughs> I, I know. I miss, you know, the, the whiteboard walls and, and just yeah. being able to draw everyone. But yeah. And that, I mean, we, we, we've seen it and, and, and more importantly in business like yours, uh, uh, the, the, the part of the collaboration and being there is not easily solvable with, with a Zoom call. Exactly. And then, and then ultimately what we do is also really physical. Like once we have, um, we've discovered, we were talking about metabolic health earlier in the podcast and we discovered a compound inside of pl many plants, actually. Um, one of them is black pepper okay. that, um, that supports a healthy liver. And the healthy liver is critical for, for healthy metabolism because the liver is the organ that detoxifies your body. And we're taking that to market ourselves and we are, we're patenting an ingredient around it and we're making it available for uh, supplements companies and food companies so that, so that we can provide you know, the goodness of what is already in nature in a concentrated form for folks that want to boost their metabolic health. And that second, you know, that last part of that journey is very physical. So we need um, um, uh, to um, uh, bring material in. We need to put it through a manufacturing plant. We need to create, um, you know, raw goods um, that we need to ship to um, customers. And so yeah. that, you know, that that discovery part of Brightseed um is is highly computational, but ultimately, when we when we find, create, and take to market these ingredients, then that is that is back in the in the real world of hard assets, and and that is also harder and slower with COVID. It's a little bit less yeah. predictable. Well, so wow, so so this is right. So you you're also um, if, are going to evolve into a product company, you know, based on the discoveries that you make. That's right. That's right. Yet these ingredients would go to partners. To business partners still, hmm. so so um, they we would provide them to either supplements companies or food companies or even medical food companies that want to incorporate these power potent bioactives into their products, um, so that they can deliver these benefits to their consumers. Oh, wow, so so this this is where it gets super interesting too. It's like it goes from uh, just a tech engine into full-on uh, product company, but, you, you know, compounding. 
You know, you know, it's like um, early on when we started Brightseed, um, there was an article on, I think it was Forbes, um, that compared us to, um, um, to Google. And they said, Brightseed is indexing the world of the plant kingdom, um, uh, just as Google indexed the world's information. And when you think of Google, um, you know, the, it all started with a search engine. And it was someone else's computer. It was someone else's browser. It was someone else's like everything. And and the 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 first, um, you know, it, the magic of Google was their search el- engine algorithms. And this is um, um, similar this the stage that we're in Brightseed right now. The magic of Brightseed is in the in the heart of Brightseed is Forger and the algorithms that allow us to find these compounds in plants and predict their benefits for health. Yet, eventually, Google will also build a browser, a phone, yes. uh, and, and, and everything and, else. And everything else, maps that would take you from play, from A to B, right? And so I, we, we absolutely see Brightsea's journey in a similar way. We're creating the backbone of information today, that search engine capability that is unmatched. And we will continue to build the delivery mechanism. The first delivery mechanism is the ingredient itself. The second delivery mechanism is let's power the ecosystem, the industry around us, Danone, Pharmavite for their you know, products yeah. as well. And eventually we will have, as we ch- chatted about earlier, this treasure trove of data that we can take to, um, um, to consumers directly um, or enable a more uh, digital insights into health management. And, and and that's that, that to me it's just like now, now I see the vision uh you know the 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 parallels to Google like how this is just the beginning uh of you know of, of a sprout so w- w- where do you see Brightseed in 10 years um good question I um I hope we are you know first and foremost I hope we've we've employed a lot of people that are very happy and are very fulfilled working at Brightseed. I think, you know, going back to the very first theme that we touched on, I think like the team is what makes it all go. Um, And I really hope that we in 10 years have moved the needle on enabling a healthier future significantly. You know, when Brightseed's technology is ubiquitous, we will look at you know, chronic diseases as a thing of the past. It's like, oh, that used to plague our parents' generation. Like it's yeah. not a thing now because we know what to eat and we know what to, how to proactively take care of ourselves in ways that are, you know, obvious and fun and delicious and are part of our everyday habits in a way that is not um, uh, painful, um, but it's, but it's uh, enabling of a healthier future. That's the North Star. All right. That is fantastic. Well, Sophia, thank you so much. I know you're super busy. I really appreciate your time coming on and spending one hour with us. And, you know, just uh, anything that we can do for you for Brightseed, you know, we'd love to make a couple of intros that that I just, you know, popped in my head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I got some fantastic people. That, like, I, that, that's what we'd like to do is just like, just connect amazing people to, to each other and, and see what, uh, you know, what the magic happens. Awesome. That we would always take a high quality intro and it's been so much fun to chat today, Edgar. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch.
10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program. 